This is Hank from the Wallflower Bee Farm. It's Saturday, April 10th, 2021. Today I'm going to do a quick review of some of the highlights of the hives out there, talk a little bit about the weather and the wallflowers, and then talk about the no-look split that I did accidentally last year and how they turned out. So if we go around the farm and look at uh, some of the hives, the, the, the Pine Grove hive continues to fascinate. So what these folks did is rather than continue to use the the entrance on the bottom they decided to continually use the top entrance for some reason I have no idea why uh, and they are working they are they survived and they're they're doing well and and they started late in the season because they remember they're in the shade almost totally shaded off in a, in a middle of a pine grove so they're just they're, and they're surviving. And Pine Grove, um, we have Pine Grove 2, we call it, a hive that we split from them and put in a separate area, but still shaded and uh, not quite as much, but quite, you know, pretty much most of the day in the shade. It's also thriving. Started later, doesn't have the volume of some of the other hives of, of bees, but uh, it seems to be doing fine. Both of these are single, single 10 frame uh, deeps. All the hives are, are working on the flowers. If you go to wildflowerbeeform.com, you'll see the um, latest wildflower I put down there. You can have a quick look. Um, also, thank you those that signed up for my uh, online uh, class, uh, How to Help Bees, and uh, and you'll be able to sort of follow some of the things that we've been doing, trial and error. Um, again, some 67% of our bees survived the winter, which we're excited about. We'll see next year. It might be 50, might be less. You don't know, but we'll continue to report on what's happening. The rain that we've had this week and the really warm temperature has just made things take off as far as the plants go. The clovers are, are coming back. The the white sweet clover that we planted last year um, self-seeded. It looks like it's going to be a total mat of new clover and we didn't touch it. I didn't roll it or disc it or anything, just left it and that's exciting. The yellow clover that blooms every other year is again coming up in a, in a great way and it, it looks like it's going to be a, a strong, strong opportunity for bees to uh, to get a lot of pollen and, and so are the other clovers. We've got uh, hairy vetch coming up. We have um, all kinds of hair, you know, the hairy vetch is just a mat of material and from it is starting to appear other uh, new plants and, and, and that's that's very exciting. All sick clover and balanza clover is also starting to uh, to pop up along with uh, some of the traditional wildflowers that we have but we're we're just waiting for the ones that we planted in the fall to start growing and uh, and taking off. So it's pretty exciting times watching all this happen. I planted 50 or so pine trees on different parts of the farm and, and I mean it's uh, it's a challenge when you spend a lot of time behind a desk and then you grab a shovel. Uh, I also chainsawed some dead uh, green ash that was uh, in different spots and so it's been three days of work and I was actually looking forward to the rain because it uh, it makes you sit at a desk again and lets your body recover. Um, still a lot of fun to be out and uh, planting. Now I did talk to the group in Alberta and uh, little leaf linden trees should be arriving the first or second week in May. And I talked to Cross Nurseries. The fruit trees will be coming in after April 20th. I did get my um, tree planter. It's like a big auger with a big end on it uh, to plant trees. So I started using it uh, just the other day with my 50 pine trees. And it'll be coming in handy when the 50 uh, linden trees come in and the 40 fruit trees. Now the linden trees we're planting because linden is an absolute machine for bees. 
Uh, it may take, I think it's seven to ten years before it starts to bloom, but once it starts, it, it is absolutely an incredible source of pollen and nectar for bees. So we're introducing that. We have one tree on the property. My dad planted one near his house, and um, it's been phenomenal. So we thought, why not bring in more for, they, for them to have that diversity? If you go to wildflowerbeefarm.com, you'll also see that we have a, a number of videos on different pollen that's being brought in, and it, it's so much fun. I got to tell you, it's a, it's a blast to watch uh, them bring in all the different shades of pollen. So the no look split. Now, if you follow basketball, you know the no look pass is where you basically pass the ball to someone without looking at them. And in beekeeping. The rule is if you're going to split a hive, and let me go back and talk about split. So splitting a hive is sort of an unnatural way to cause a swarm. What you basically do is you go into a hive and you look for eggs and, um, and you try to make sure there's eggs in the one hive and then the hive that you're going to create. You're going to basically create two hives from one. And the walk-away split means that if, as long as you leave eggs in the one hive and eggs in the other hive, it doesn't matter where the queen is, because if there is no queen, the bees will create one, and that's called a walkaway split. So last year I was puttering around doing some splits, and I, I got to this hive that was really ornery and nasty, and I'd run out of smoke. And so when I took the, when I opened up the the first box, it was a two um, two boxes, uh, two mediums. Um, I just said to myself, man, this is going to be rough, because <laughs> they were starting to go after me. And so what I thought is, you know what, I'm just going to take the top box, put it somewhere else, leave the bottom box where it is, and hope for the best. And you know what? They both not only survived, but thrived. So I didn't look. That's why I called it a no-look split. I just took the top, put it somewhere else, put a lid on it, and that was it. It took like two minutes. Now, I started thinking about that thing. Okay, this year as I was thinking about, do I need to do any splits to make sure? We'd like to go into the winter with 40 hives. We went in with 31 last year. I got lucky. Uh, I'm thinking, well, if we lose half and we go in at 40, we'll at least have 20. So I'd like to get into 40. And if while we have over 10 swarm boxes out to catch swarms, we may not catch them. They may choose to go elsewhere, obviously. So I thought, well, what's the downside to doing the no-look split? And I couldn't find this anywhere on YouTube. I don't think anybody's done this. The advantage is you don't have to poke around the hive. So you don't have to go in and start moving frames. You know, it takes about 20 minutes, 15 or 10 minutes maybe. You don't have to disrupt the whole smell of the hive, and you know, it's 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 pretty significant. What if you can just, you know, take the lid basically, leave the lid on, just take the top box, move it, and quickly put a lid on the bottom box, and you're in business. The bees will hardly know; they'll just know there's less space. And depending on where the queen is, which box the queen is. The other hive will have to start creating one from um, you know an early hatch larva or egg. Now the problem you have is when you do a, a, a no-look split, you won't know if you have eggs in the box that wouldn't have a queen, and that's the risk. So what's the big risk? Well, the bees will fly back if you don't separate them by too much of a distance. The bees will fly back and go to that original hive where the queen is and probably swarm rather quickly because they'll have less space, which is still okay. And the hive that you took will become empty eventually and you know you're still going to be left with uh, one smaller hive and you can then take that hive that you split off that has no bees but will have the comb or whatever and put it back on top of the other hive so you basically re, re no look it if you will 
And so I'm actually going to do about three or four of these no-look splits. Because the one I did last year, it, both of them are thriving. Went through the winter. In fact, I even split the no-look split split again, and it also survived. Um, so it, it is some, there may be something to this. I don't know. I have no idea. So anyway, I'm going to do the no-look split. I don't recommend you do it because if, you, if you're just starting out or you just have a couple hives, it, it might be not the best thing. And I'll report on it as I go through it. And I might even do a video when I do it, but it'll be a pretty quick video. And that's the thing I'm liking about this. I wouldn't call it minimalistic beekeeping, but it kind of seems it is. Because if you remember, I went in in March and put HopGuard on, on the majority of the hives for mites. But that will be it until probably late May. I'll pick a few hives that are just rocking, and I will pop in a couple boxes um, for them to bring some honey to, to the owner here, and then take those boxes off rather quickly and let them continue to work for themselves. Uh, we'll do the no-look split at the same time, and then probably late July, we'll do uh, a mite treatment, and that'll be it till the next spring. Uh, so, probably going in two, maximum three times to a hive for an entire season, which does not require a great deal of effort. And, and this is sort of what we're wanting to do for you so that you can understand and maybe decide if this is the way you want to help bees or not. Um, so this week, it's, it's more of the same, watching the bees from the out, outside, watching the entrances, see if we can understand. There's one hive I'm kind of worried about. It doesn't seem to be really active. It's, I know there's bees in it. We have a, a sensor in there for temperature, and, and I've watched the bees, but they just seem to be a little lackluster, which usually means that inside they've lost their queen somehow, or the queen didn't make it, or they have a queen that's not working quite up to max. But again, keeping with our philosophy, we're just going to observe them from the outside, and should they not make it for some reason, um, then the other bees will probably come in, or may even be a home to a new swarm. I'll keep you posted on that one. This is Hank from the Wildflower Bee Farm. You have an amazing week, and remember, you can go to wildflowerbeefarm.com and Check out our uh, latest uh, video post, and you can go to Teachable, where you can take my class, and you can go to honeybeelessonplans.com if you're locked down and looking for some activities for your children, or you're a grandparent, you want to get your kids involved, go have a look and download some of our lesson plans. You have an amazing day. Talk soon.